Because once again, if you telling me that Eric B. Enemy is our offensive coordinator right now, hell, me and you had a conversation about John Gruden a little while ago. If I if John mm-hmm. Gruden was our offensive coordinator right now, I think that alone turns us from a five and seven team to a seven and five, eight and four team just by us having somebody else at the helm of our offense. What's up, everybody? My name is Sid, and I've teamed up with the big homie Reg to bring y'all something new, something we like to call Beyond the Scoreboard. Y'all be sure to review, rate, and subscribe. Let's get to it. Welcome back to Beyond the Scoreboard, where every 25-point lead is safe. As always, I'm Sid. What's going on, Reg? Hey, haven't been ready to talk about a loss, boy, in a long time. <laughs> oh man so sunday we welcomed uh the detroit lions down to new orleans uh to take on our saints looking trying to get back to 500 uh detroit to me um this is probably the second team this season that i actually looked at uh that we were playing and said yeah for sure this team is a better team um Fortunately, there. I, I mean, even going into this matchup, I saw it and said, "Well, we should still be competitive in it." I haven't, I haven't uh, looked at a matchup like that for us to where I looked at it and said, "Yeah, we won't be competitive in this matchup this season." That remained the same going into Sunday. Uh, it played out uh, basically how I expected it to, uh, outside of the uh, them going up twenty-one right out the gates first five minutes of the game, but the final score ended up being what I expected it to be. And if it wasn't for that, you know, initial 21 point burst that, uh, that transpired there probably would have been even closer than that. But, uh, we ended up losing 33, 28. Um, man, I don't even know where to start on this one. I'm going to go ahead and let you take over what you got from this one. If anything, honestly, once again, this every week we get on here and it's basically, the same thing that we say week after week after week. Uh, but what you got for this one? I'm going to take it up a notch, man. So just to stay on topic about this game, I came into this yeah. game honestly thinking like, yeah, we can mess around and lose by 10 or more points against Detroit. And it's not yeah. just because of how good Detroit is. It's just about how bad we are at this point. We really don't have nothing to hold on to. We have no identity offensively. Defense is starting to slip. They haven't been as good as they was when the season first started, as expected. Uh, yeah. However, we're we, we just a bad football team. We don't get pressure uh, on other folks' quarterbacks. Uh, we have a quarterback that if everything goes right and people are open, he can find them, but he can't improvise. He don't have the legs to extend plays, anything like that. So we're very basic offense. You was missing Elvin Kamara. I'm sorry, you was missing uh, Michael Thomas and Shaheed. Yeah. So that's not going to bring any boost to the offense uh, whatsoever. Uh, but Detroit, they got one of the best O-lines in football. Running backs a dog, tight end a dog, receiver a dog, uh, quarterback, floats around that MVP conversation for half of the year. Uh, defense is decent. They're not horrible. They're not great. They're about yeah. borderline. And any team that can score points, they're going to beat us. And teams that really can score points and play a little D, they're going to mop the floor with us. When we went went down 21 nothing, I was like, yep, this is about what I expected right here. This is what I feel like New Orleans Saints are. Um, this was a game that the better team won. And to be honest, you said 20, 33, 28, it felt more like 35 to 17 to me. And no point that I ever thought we was going to win this game, period. Hmm. Uh, now you got you got – uh, injured quarterback, so we're gonna be seeing Jameis Winston roll on out there come Sunday. No, we won't. No, we won't. Who you got? It'll be Derek Carr. He practiced oh, fully today. He he gonna play. I I would be I would be surprised. It seemed like it was something that was really bothering him, and that let you know I, I haven't even looked at the injury report. Bro. Like I see yeah, done, bro. Like I don't even want to represent the NFC South in the playoffs. I'm gonna start there. That's what this Let's, is. But before before we get to that point, before we get into that conversation, I do want to say this is the reason I love Twitter and always love Twitter is to be able to mm-hmm. touch bases and keep, you know, keep informed and keep absolutely uh bouncing ideas and opinions off of other Saints fans and things of that nature. I haven't done that much this season because of the conversation of me and you about to have right now, which is we're on 
for the for the bigger scheme of thing, we're on the same page. But the the details within it, we disagree on. Uh, and that's how it is with a, me and a lot of Saints fans right now because at the beginning of the season, I want to say the first four weeks, we were all on the same page. Pete Carmichael got to go. That's starting basis. That's it. And then it became this part of the fan base that started to turn on Derek Carr. It's all Derek's Carr fault. Let's go to Jameis Winston. Or, you know, it's Dennis Allen's fault. Let's fire him too. And that's why I had to separate, okay, no, that's not – that's not the space that I live in. So when you say we're a bad football team, I don't, I don't, I don't think that we're a bad football team. When it comes to talent that we have on the team, we're a talented football team. Uh, we're uh, top fifteen when it comes to talent, just on a football team. Um, and that talent is the only reason we've been able to even be competitive in most of these games. Uh, on defense, like you say, they were not the same defense that we were at the beginning of the season. We knew that that was going to fall off. Still a good defense. Uh, offensively, we knew that the scheme was, you know, first four weeks, we all saw, yeah, the scheme not going to work. Uh, and that's continued to be the case. But again, the talent is there to where we can still go out there and put up 28 points against a, a Detroit or Houston or Jacksonville or whoever these other teams that we're scoring for. We just can't score enough. And that's in, you know, that's in, <laughs> that's even with having a bad offensive mind behind our team. So I can't say that we're a bad football team. We just suck schematically on offense <laughs> It is the biggest part of it. Because even once we got in the, in the beginning of the season where it was our O-line playing like shit and they fixed that. And it was, okay, well, we got to a stretch where it was, Chris Olave not showing up for us at all. We went with two, three games with that. And now he's back to being, you know, on 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 the trajectory that we expected him to be on. Camara has been a dog ever since his, you know, ever since he's been back from suspension. That's the best player we have. So even when we look at it and we say, look, could the pass rush be better? 100 percent Pass rush is something we definitely got to look at uh this offseason. Um, can the tight end position be better? Yeah. 100 percent uh running back even running back behind alvin Kamara, could that be better yep that that definitely could be better too but overall from top to bottom in my opinion we still have a good football team this season isn't a wash because of Derek carr uh i i can't even get into the conversation of Derek carr versus any other quarterback at this point even even if i thought it was his fault which i don't but even if i thought it was his fault the fact that we paid him what we paid him and committed to him the way that we committed to him, we're not an organization who's just going to throw that to the side and say, we're going to eat that money and just start start fresh with somebody else. So even if I did think it was Derek Carr's fault, I couldn't, I couldn't, you know, bring myself to even engage in a conversation of, well, who should we be looking at at quarterback? Cause we're not looking at no quarterback. Derek Carr will be our quarterback going forward. Um, so yeah, bro, like I say, it, it I can't say that we have a bad team, but what I will say is offensively, we are being handcuffed in a way that we can't overcome by the coaching. And to me, that's the biggest thing of this season. So when it comes down, and another thing that me and you also, you know, we had a conversation about is, like you say, you want to see some type of change now, regardless. Like this season, it ain't like we're going to nobody's Super Bowl or deep or making a deep playoff run. So why not make the, why not make the change now? And my thing against that is just, my thing against that is for one, Is there a big overhaul coming? No. The Saints are going to go in, and we're about to talk about that in a minute, too. The Saints, in my opinion, are going to go into this offseason the same way they've gone into the past three, saying we got a good football team. We're trying to be contenders. Ain't no rebuild going on, so we just going to improve on what it is we already have versus starting to reshape exactly what it is we are and what it, and what exactly we're doing. So when I look at it from that, from that, uh, from that basis, I'm like, Hell yeah, if you still got a chance to win a division, win a division, because why not? You know, uh, get a home game and see what may happen. Do I expect nothing from it? No, but why not enjoy a Saints playoff game if we can get one, you know? Because I don't see us in a position to where 
we end up where we are right now, which is the ninth overall pick, and we making some crazy change like drafting a quarterback right there. And that's where I stand on the Saints as of now, opposed to other Saints fans who either want to fire Dennis Allen, want to fire Dennis Allen, Pete Carmichael, and get rid of Derek Carr, or, or you know, whatever the case may be. Like, I can agree to a certain extent, but there's some – there's a lot of – some fans go far with it. Like I say, once you get to – once you get past Pete Carmichael and you're trying to say, well, let's bench Derek Carr for Jameis Winston or let's draft Jaden Daniels in the upcoming draft. Okay, now you lost me. You know, if it's fire DA, me and you have even had the conversation about Dennis Allen. I'm still I'm still a fan of him keeping I, I don't think he's going nowhere. Uh and I'm not of the camp thinking he should be fired right now. Uh, I think he gets another year and should get another year. But some fans uh get him out of there too. So even this same season even has brought it to a point to where I can't even enjoy the community of the rest of the Saints fan because even though on the bigger scheme, we're all on the same page, when it comes to the details of that, it's it's so many opposing opinions that can be had within it. So this is probably the most I've agreed with who that nation and everything that you see on all the social media platforms for yeah. a long time. As people, we just want it. We just want change. Of course, like you brought up the whole situation about moving on from Derek Carr. That's people who watch the game but don't understand the business side of it. And to those people, I don't even waste my time replying to. But to me, even but to me, even watching the game once again, this is the Drew Brees effect. Because when Drew Brees had two years left in his career and everybody was saying, no, let's go ahead and move on from Drew Brees. Drew Brees washed. Let's get to the next quarterback. And I was saying, no, y'all going to miss this when it's gone. Even even what he is right now, we're not going to get – this is a Hall of Fame. This is one of the greatest quarterbacks to play this football game. No matter who we go to next, it's going to be a crazy drop-off, and y'all are going to miss this. Derek Carr is a good quarterback. Is he Drew Brees? No, he's not. Is he better than Jameis Winston? Yes, he is. Is he top 15 in this league? Yes, he is. There's no better there's no better option for New Orleans right now. There was no better option coming into this season either. Um, so even so, once again, I would yet once again the Drew Brees effect, but are there, you know, are there miscommunications and you know, receivers that he missed on this play or that play? Yeah, most quarterbacks have that. But the overall picture of Derek Carr and his season for me is, yeah, he he he's had a good season. And, and once again, that's despite being handcuffed by his coordinator. So whether you look at it from business side or just to play on the football field, I don't agree with anybody saying move on from Derek Carr. But once again, we can't right now, so that shouldn't even be a discussion. Uh, realistically, we cannot move on from Derek Carr. He's our quarterback for the next couple years. Um, I don't think no one people wanted to move on from Drew Brees simply because we saw what he lacked: arm strength, flexibility, mobility. Uh, he couldn't improvise, couldn't extend plays. So that's why folks wanted to move on from Drew Brees. True, but, but still, even at that point, he was still better than most quarterbacks in the NFL. Once again, they saw that and they say, "Oh, Drew Brees has gone from." legendary to good, you know? Mm -hmm. And now that we're at borderline above average slash good, that's foreign to people. But that was going to be the drop no matter who our next quarterback was. That's why I never understood why people were such in a rush to get there. And see, I agree with that. But then I tell you, I feel like a Drew Brees in his later day could have still been Derek Carr could have still been playing better football than what Drew Brees played his last two years if Sean Payton was still in yeah, the Yeah, correct, 100%. And, and that, that's where my fate lied. I was like, yeah, of course we're going to miss Drew, but if you give us a comparable quarterback and we still have Sean Payton, because I had no idea Sean Payton was leaving, Yeah, we still have Sean Payton, yeah, we good. Like, you give him a quarterback with a strong arm who's not going to turn the ball over, he's going to win you football games. But not only did you lose you lose Drew Brees and all he brought to the team, but then you turn around and give us a quarterback that's a, a decent or average quarterback, but you don't have no creativity in this offensive yep. scheme. 
And and that you can't win with that. You said we're not a bad team. I say we are a talented team that is just playing bad football. Until we make the necessary changes, we will be a bad team. If you look around the league, you got teams like Atlanta, um, the Rams, um, Chicago play play hard every Sunday, Green Bay with Jordan Love. You have a lot of teams that when you look at their roster, we have probably two times the talent. However, we find ourselves in the same boat that they're in playing less competition. And that's unacceptable. It's flat out unacceptable. There's not many jobs in America where you can stink it up every single week and still come to work and, and continue to collect the paycheck. I'm not saying Dennis Allen deserves to go. I'm, I'll be a little lenient with, with DA. However, if the situation is he's going to come in with another offensive coordinator who's not going to turn water into wine, then what's the point of DA? It's an offensive-driven league. It's a quarterback league. And if you struggle to score points, guess what? You're not going to be one of the best teams in the NFL. Point blank, period. I agree. No, 100%. I agree. But once again, to me, that is a one-all fix-all. You fix your offensive coordinator position. You fix everything else that seems to be wrong with the team. Major, major. Because once again, if you're telling me that Eric Bieniemy is our offensive coordinator right now. Hell, me and you had a conversation about John Gruden a little while ago. If I if John mm-hmm. Gruden was our offensive coordinator right now, I think that alone turns us from a five and seven team to a seven and five, eight and four team just by us having somebody else at the helm of our offense. Even without, even with the lack of pass rush, even with uh, Michael Thomas being on IR, missing Marshawn Lattimore, if we just had a different offensive mind that allows everything else to run smooth because once again we still go out there no matter what man we get out there every Sunday we turn on the team and we like bro this defense is not the same defense that it's been but it's still a good defense but to us it's like damn we playing horribly because we not what we have been but I mean at the end of the day it's not too many 30 point games we give enough hell the first what five weeks we didn't give up more than 20 I think uh, and even now, it takes, you know, uh, a Detroit-led offense to come in and score 33. We gave up about the same to Jacksonville, I think. Really good offenses. So you're telling me the defense is not what it was, but the defense is still a good defense. Like you say, the talent is up there. So if you just have somebody who offensively can actually move the football down the field, get first downs, not have the defense on the field the entire game, that changes everything. and. So once again, to me, it's not about Derek Carr and moving on from him. It's not about firing uh, Dennis Allen, even though I think one 100% this next offensive coordinator should be 100% his hire, and then his job should be connected to, to the success of this next offensive coordinator for sure. I do believe that. But right now, I think, man, you got somebody that's still good at what he does. Why part ways with that? It's kind of tough to to ride and say he's good at what he does. I think if you're looking at history, he's good at what he does. What he puts out there every Sunday now is one of the most penalized defenses in all of national football. Always been there. With that last always, year. Always. But the only difference is we had one of the best bend but don't break defenses in the NFL the last three years. Now they are breaking. They're not only bending, but they are breaking. And that's the difference. You go from giving up field goals to touchdowns. That is the difference with way less pressure than we've ever not gotten in the league. Uh, I'm sorry, in the last couple of years. So you mix that with an offense that struggles to score points. I mean, it's just a bad combination. But you, you can't say that Dennis Allen deserves to keep his job based on what the defense has done this year. Not to Why not? not in my I can. Yeah, I'm about not to say I can. Um, you talking about, uh, I don't know why that number looks like that, but yeah, you talking about giving up 197 yards through the air a game. It's an offensive league. It's a passing league. You're not giving up 200 yards through the air on a, on a weekly basis. Mm -hmm. I'm quite sure if Mm -hmm. not better, that's probably right on par than what it's been every year since Dennis Allen has been there. The difference has been the run game. We've allowed more on the ground every every I mean every week this year, but 
we're allowing 125 yards on the ground. That's a big difference of what we have been. Um, but once again, when you, I mean, we don't get many sacks. We talked about the pass rush. We like we talked about that. Uh, we forced 14 interceptions on the year. Last year we finished with what seven. So yeah, like one. So once again, I it's hard for me to look at Dennis Allen and look at that defense and say you're doing a bad job at running. The, and doing the thing that you're supposed to do, which is one thing I bring up a lot with Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley was brought in to be a defensive. He was brought in. At, he came in as a defensive coordinator. He was a defensive coordinator before he got the head coaching job for the Chargers. And the defense is last in the league. And and, and everything that is, that's unacceptable to me. You're yeah. telling me that a coach, um, we talked about it with Matt Eberflus. I was looking at their numbers and looking at their production on defense. And I'm like, damn, well, He's doing his part when it comes to, you know, coaching. When it comes to the actual coaching on the football field, he's doing his part. It's just offensively they can't get it going. I see it the same way with Dennis Allen. And the opposite is true about Arthur Smith. You know, that offense is struggling. Well, that's that's your job. That's that's the thing that you're known for doing is being an offensive coach, you know. So if that part of it is failing, then, yeah, you got you can't stick around. Yeah. One of my favorite things about this show and talking to uh, folks that really watch the Saints is yeah. how we could look at a situation and walk away with two completely different uh, meanings of it. And a lot of folks bring up the fact that, well, if you look at statistics, because that's all people pay attention to these days, this says the Saints defense is a still still is a pretty good defense. And I laugh when I hit it because the defense two, three years ago would have won most of these games for us. You, you know, a lot of you, you brought up the fact, hey, we're holding people to 200 yards passing in a, in a quarterback-driven league. What quarterbacks yeah. have we played? Jordan Love, uh, the back C.J. Stroud, Trevor Lawrence. C.J. Stroud, Trevor Lawrence. Now uh, Jerry Goff. Josh Dobbs. Uh, so basically what you're saying is if we're playing – Mid-level to bottom, Ritter, Desmond Ritter, if we're playing those kind of guys, yeah, you could beat on your chest and say, oh, we're a pretty good defense. But we had the easiest schedule in football, definitely top five easiest schedules in football. So my thing is, your defense... Going into the like season, that. that's not something that you can... Going into the season, yes. Going into the season, what? We had one of the easiest schedules in football, yeah, because that's all you're basing that off it's of it. is the record of the teams last year. Houston doesn't look like what Houston looked like last year. Houston Houston jumped up and definitely surprised the NFL. But everybody else, I would say, is where we thought they would be. We haven't played one quarterback that you went out there outside of C.J. Stroud. I think that was the only and quarterback. Trevor Lawrence. Whatever you about no. to say, Trevor Lawrence. No, no, no. I'm saying when looking at these games, C.J. Stroud is the only quarterback I looked at like, yeah, he's going to have his way with us. Oh, yeah, Trevor yeah, Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that with Trevor Lawrence. You're big oh, on, yeah. you're big on yeah. Trevor Lawrence than what I am, you know. Uh, but the Patrick Mahomes, the Josh Allens, the we haven't played a top five quarterback do you outside of C.J. Stroud because he's definitely in, in MVP consideration, but he's still a rookie. But we haven't played the level of competition to where your expectations say my defense can't handle this offense. If this was the defense of two years ago, I really do think we would have won some of these games that we've lost at this point simply because of how good the defense was. I disagree. Oh, yeah. And once again, and once again, the reason I disagree is because no matter how great the defense is that you're putting out there, if you consistently putting them out there as often as we are, they're going to wear down no matter what. We would have still lost that Jacksonville game. We would have still lost that Houston game. We would have still lost Detroit. Because you're spotting a team 21 points, and then you're fighting the cup. Once again, the, 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 well, our team, our team, points. our what, team what? as a whole has played better in the second half of every single game this season yeah. than we have in the first half. So you telling but, me, so you telling me that the defense is doing their part in the second half, but the offense is. I mean, in some games they've turned the switch, but in most games they stay consistent. They're doing the same thing that they're doing in the first halves. So you could blank a team games. in the second half, and but what's the point if you just spotted them 21 in the first half? But at what point the last two, three years, we 
was judging our defense off of one half. It was a complete defense that no matter what the situation was, because the offense has been ugly since Drew Brees' departure. Mm-hmm. But it never was a holding or restricting the defense to say, give us a good half. The defense was giving you a good game. Once again, I'm not arguing that they're not. I'm arguing that they're put out there so much. It doesn't matter. If we had the defense that we had two years ago, as much as our defense is on the field, that defense still going to break. It, it, it's I not going to close the gap of 21 points. I would, I would tell you right now, this offense this year is probably going at the same pace that we were going at with Andy Dalton. Last year. That's how I feel. Yep, that's how I yeah, feel. Yeah, last year. I don't disagree with that at all. And you, and the defense was not out here getting just burnt. Uh, yes, they were. And they weren't forcing they turnovers. They weren't forcing turnovers. That was the only thing. But when you needed a Red, stop, we, the defense Red. was giving you a stop. Once again... <laughs> Once again, last year, if you want to say anything, last year we weren't spotting teams 21 points to start the game. How many times have we done that this year? How many times have we have we given teams 20, at least 17 to 20 point leads just going into halftime before the offense mm-hmm. decides, oh, we came to play football? And then the defense holds them in the second half. They close yeah. the gap, but it's too much. Yeah. So well, that happened a couple times last year as well, though. Well, teams would come out putting up seventeen in the first half, and we sitting there with three or six because we're settling for field goals and not touchdowns. And some kind of way, we get back in the game, and it looks and close. And we, we lost a lot of them. Yeah, we lost. Yeah. A lot so of them. once again, that de- the, the defense is doing the same thing it's been doing because once again, if you getting put out there at that same. If you can, if you giving up that many points, that's a hard gap to close when your offense looks like ours. It, it, it is, but I just don't remember people scoring at the pace that they're scoring on us this year. I don't remember giving up as many red zone touchdowns like we're doing this year. I don't remember doing that last year. Yeah, and that and was with, and that was playing tough for talent last year. The last two years we was playing top notch talent. Every week was like, a, I mean, the only games you was saying, oh, yeah, we're going to win was, was some division games. Yeah, and I don't remember exactly what our schedule was last year. I don't remember it being much tougher than what it is this year, honestly, um, outside of what. Yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't remember it being too much tougher than it was. Um, but, yeah, like I say, bro, the, the consensus, <laughs> what, what, what I know that all Saints fans do agree on is Pete Carmichael got to be gone. Uh, and that's, he got to go. He got to go. And that's, and that's truly the transition to be able to have a better offense. Now, once, you, like yeah. I said, once you get to Derek Carr is the problem. That's when I'm like, all right, now I got to jump off the boat with you. <laughs> you know, like, but P. Carmichael is the one thing that across Saints Nation we saying he got to go. go. We got to find a new offensive mind. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. and yeah, and he, I think that that alone is going to change a lot for us going forward. He's affecting my work performance at my job. That's how bad he is. I feel like if he can do what he do every week and still get a check, why I got to give 100%? Why I got to come up with him on time? And just to put, uh, and just to throw out a point that, once again, me and you talk all the, off air all the time about this stuff, um, I also think that Pete Carmichael hasn't been fired yet because I don't think that he gets removed from the team. I think Pete Carmichael just goes back to what he was doing before uh, and the offensive coordinator takes over. Um, so, like I said, I don't think – I mean, there's many reasons why I don't think Pete Carmichael <laughs> has been fired yet, but one of them for sure is I think he sticks around. I don't think he's gone from the Saints organization after this season. History, uh, his his history with the organization. I wouldn't care if they, they make the man a chaplain. He can go around and pray for the play. I wouldn't care what he do, as long as he ain't calling plays. Yeah, so that's something, uh, like I said, I think that's something that we all agree on going forward. Uh, that's going to be the first thing that we look at uh, come the offseason is who's going to be our offensive coordinator because we know Pete Carmichael not going to be it. Just imagine, just imagine they hire somebody who who, who that nation don't agree with. Yeah, that's going to be it. I mean, <laughs> you talked about that too. Um, I know a lot of people, uh, we brought up John Gruden. I yeah. personally, I... I 
I don't want an older coach. I want one of these younger minds. But if we ended up going with one, I wouldn't mind John Gruden. Mm-hmm. For one, because of the connection that he has with Derek Carr, he's gotten the best out of him. Um, and, I mean, John Gruden is just known as being, you know, uh, he he's good at what he does. Uh, whether it's coaching or broadcasting, he just got to tone down <laughs> whatever it is he got going on outside of coaching. Oh, um, <laughs> He gonna walk in day one and and address the whole racism thing. Like I out there, goddammit. Let's move on and play football. Like, and who knows? One. He may have already done that. He spent time with the team during the summer. He may have already cleared that with them. Look, <laughs> he may have already done that. But uh, yeah, John Gruden is definitely somebody that I wouldn't mind. Um, and I mean, when it comes to other uh prospects i we just gonna have to see how things unfold after this season because once again it's hard to think that offensive coordinator uh that's coaching currently for nfl team is going to make a lateral move and just go be an offensive coordinator for somebody else so we're gonna have to see how uh all that plays out with quarterback (laughs) coaches and things of that nature it's amazing how winning and losing changes everything yeah 100 percent 100 percent um, so now that we done got some of that off of our chest, let's, uh, let's just talk about around the league, um, from this past week and going into this next week. Um, another quarterback injury, Trevor Lawrence, uh, on Monday night ended up with a high ankle sprain, uh, that initially looked even much worse than that, but, uh, he went down. It's hard for me to believe that he'll be suiting up this week, probably not the next two weeks. Uh, but I also saw that C.J. Beathard is also hurt, so uh, his Ooh. backup. So, yeah, because he ended up falling on his shoulder awkwardly when he did come into the game uh, on Monday. Um, but, yeah, so I see he's hurt, too, so we're going to have to see how that plays out for them. Um, Justin Jefferson, he's on his way back. I saw that he was a, a full yeah. participant today, so he should be suiting up uh, Sunday. So it's always great to have. One of the best getting back on the field. Um, San Francisco versus Philly. What we what we went into this weekend saying, hey, this should be the best game this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, San Francisco, San Francisco stumped all over them uh, on Sunday, um, which leads to what I've been saying all season. When San Francisco is healthy, they're the best team in this football league. It's it's really not that you complicated. Yeah, it, it's it's really not that complicated. It's San Francisco, if healthy, and everybody else. Um, Philly definitely, Philly definitely has its flaws, um, mm-hmm. but much mm-hmm. less than most other teams in the NFL. It's just when it comes mm-hmm. to once again that San Francisco team. It's it's tougher than the beat. I think Philly plays Dallas this weekend, and I wouldn't be shocked if Philly goes into Dallas and and wins that game by ten to fourteen points. I would I wouldn't be shocked by that. But San Francisco to me stands in a class of their own right now. And then it's everybody else. It's the Phillies, Dallas, Baltimore, even Miami. I think is under San Francisco in those regards. But uh, that game was shocking for a lot of people. Um, to see Philly get, you know, get get manhandled in the manner that they did. Um, even though, I mean, they still put up a good fight, you know, towards the end of Jalen Hurts got hurt, had to go out, come back in, and things of that nature. But, yeah, but San Francisco definitely seems to be the the top of the NFL class right now. Yeah, styles make fights. Uh, you can argue that Philly has just as much as more talent, right? But when you say that uh, Kyle Shanahan is one of the better play callers, uh, and San Francisco defense can manipulate offenses to play a style that they, yep. you know, prefer to play. They didn't give a lot of running lanes to Jalen Hurts. They forced him to stay in the pocket for a little longer than what he wanted. And he flat out had nowhere to go with the football. Uh, that was the most we've seen Jalen Hurts throw the ball away, I think, in a long time. Yeah. Uh, just uh, understanding their lane gaps, staying true to, to that contain and forcing him to stay in the pocket. And, you know, like I tell you all the time with Debo Samuel, like if you want to tell me he's not a, a true number one, cool. I respect that. But he's effective. Uh, when yeah, he's for sure a playmaker. He's he is effective, yeah. Yep. So, you know, that's that San Francisco style of play, man. And they were the better team. And once again, Philly, to me, Philly's defense hasn't been great this year. Their run defense has. Against the run, they they are a very good team. But when it comes to 
uh, pass defense. They aren't what, you know, people might think that they are. And if you can get some guys and you got a quarterback that's competent and you got a, a, a coach that's competent in calling plays and scheming up uh, people to be put in the right positions like Kyle Shanahan, yeah, that's going to be hard to, that's going to be hard to come back. Yeah. Although Philly, you know, they plug uh, their D tackle uh, from Georgia um, mm-hmm. Brian Hargraves, I think a lot of people forget the year he had last year, man. It was simply amazing for Philly. That Bro, I forgot was... he was even on that defensive line. Is he still there? Really? He's still there? No. No. Oh, where he at? Where he at now? He in San Francisco. He in San Francisco. Okay, yeah. yeah. I forgot he was there, if we being completely honest. I forgot all about him. You forgot You forgot he played for Philly last year? No, I forgot he played for San Francisco this year. I oh, forgot he was on okay, San Francisco yeah, this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That oh, yeah, he wrecked last year. Yeah. Last year. Yep. yeah, I mean, he was – and you lose something like that, man. I mean, mm-hmm. the plays that he was making, Lord have mercy, you know. And you add that to San Francisco, a team that's already physical, that adds yeah. Chase Young. And, I mean, they just got it all at this point. Because I was about to say, yeah. Philly didn't. Philly actually didn't have any trouble. I mean, in the past, Jamal Hargrave, I think, finished last year with like 10, 11 sacks, if I'm not mistaken. Exactly. At, at the so as a pass rushing defensive tackle, that's something that they're really missing right now. Uh, but in the run game, right. like I say, they they were able to replace it and stuff like that. But when it comes to that pass game, yeah, that that right. pass rush that they was getting from from him last year in the middle of that, that defense, yeah, that changed a lot. It was, it was unreal. Yeah. Um. One other thing I threw on there was the Jets. I saw this morning that they were going back to Zach Wilson. Uh, going into their next game, and I just I hate when teams do this. I mean, it. it it shocks me that it took them two weeks to notice that Tim Boyle wasn't the answer out of all people. Um, I thought that I thought that Trevor Simeon would have been their answer when they bench Zach Wilson in the first place. Somebody who's been there, done that, got a good got has at least some type of NFL resume to be like, you know, we know what he is, we know what he can do. But for them to go to Tim Boyle, uh, that was shocking to begin with. And once again, for it to have taken two weeks for them to be like, nah, this is not no better than Zach Wilson. That's also was shocking to me. But that was funny. That was funny to me. Didn't they cut him afterwards? Who? Uh, Boyle? Tim Boyle. I think I did see something about him getting cut. I think that I did see That was the crazy that. part. That was the craziest thing to me. I'm like, wait a minute. You go from starting two games to cut? Like, <laughs> God damn. <laughs> yeah, but they was like, look, we know, I, it, we now know that it can't get worse than Zach Wilson. And, that, and that's Tim Boyer. So let's go ahead and get him out of here so we don't have to go back to him ever again. <laughs> uh, also, Joe Flacco. Man, Joe Flacco looked good on Sunday. And it's, oh, it's crazy to oh. say, but Joe Flacco looked good oh, on Sunday, yeah, bro. For real, for real. And last year when he was with the Jets, it just looked like he didn't want to be there. Not that he didn't have it anymore or anything like that. Like, the man was on the sideline looking like, I pray to God, y'all don't even look my way. Don't call me. If he get hurt, go ahead to the third-string quarterback. I'm not interested. And, man, to see him on Sunday get an opportunity to start and play, man, he went out there and threw, what, 39 passes? Like, the dude the dude looked really good. Uh, so, yeah, I, it's... Made one mistake. Yep. Yep, and that's what killed them. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be hard for Cleveland to go back to anybody else uh, at this point, especially when they still got a chance to be in the playoffs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that defense is for real, man. All right, man, let's get back to these Saints and look forward. Let's look look towards what we in week 14. Yep, week 14 of the NFL season. We're at home. We got the Carolina Panthers. Led by Bryce Young, and I have no idea who's their head coach now. Now that they didn't fire Frank, I can't even remember who they allowed they probably, to to take they, that over. They take raffles. The lucky fan gets to, <laughs> the other side along with the headset. So we got them coming into New Orleans on Sunday. Um, we're five point favorites uh, in this game, uh, which any other year we would be double that. <laughs> but this year yeah. we can't do nothing. So we sitting here at, at five point favorites at home against Carolina. Um, the injury report is getting long. <laughs> it's getting long. 
had so much bass in your voice. It's getting long. Like, I, I don't like the it's, it's getting long. It's getting long, man. Um, dog, there's got to be 10, 11 people on this list, and only one of them says rest. No, two of them. Two of them say rest. Jimmy Graham and Ryan Ramsey. Who else you got on there? We got Isaiah Foskey. We got Taysom Hill, Cam Jordan, Marcus May, Kendra Miller, Malcolm Roach, Rashid Shaheed. None of them practiced uh, today. And then we got Derek Carr, Jimmy Graham, Jawan Johnson, Eric McCoy, Andrew Pete, Ryan Ramchick, Pete Warner. Uh, they were limited, and Blake Groupie practiced in full. All right. So expecting that most of those guys play. Come yeah. Play. 100%. That's all I can do is, is counting Shahid. Uh, I, I was about, think, I was just about. Oh, you yeah. think he will play this week? I, I hope so. If if anybody was to not play, I would think it would be him. Looking at this list, yeah. um, he's the only one I'm looking at and being like, uh, he's still not practicing at all. Um, he'd be the guy. Everybody else, Cam Jordan, he gonna be ready to suit up Sunday. We know how that go. Taysom Hill, he gonna be ready to suit up Sunday. Uh. And then, like I say, Derek Carr, for him to be, you know, practicing at all today uh, is a good sign that he's going to be ready to go as well. Uh, P. Warner, too. Cause, uh, P. Warner didn't play last week, uh, if I'm not he mistaken, did. at all. So no, the fact that he actually practiced in any capacity so uh, this early in the week, too, is a good sign <laughs> for him. So I think he plays as well. Carolina, who cares who they suiting up? Uh, they got a pretty long list as well, but nobody... Adam Thielen rested today, you know. Uh, that's uh, him and Taylor Morton, they tackle. Von Bell was limited. Jeremy Chin was limited. J.C. Horn was limited. Hayden Hurst has a concussion, so that's something to watch for. He probably won't suit up. Uh, if he if he got it this past week, um, they usually make him, you know, wait out a week at least these days. But – I mean, even with the injury report, we know what the Panthers are at this point. We know what we are at this point. So the question is, do we give Carolina their second win on the season? No, no. They don't <laughs> get their second win against us. Now you're going kind of far there. In fact, I think we not only win, but cover. Uh, and that's with Michael Thomas missing again. That's with mm-hmm. Shaheed missing again. Uh, I honestly think that this is a game that we should be able to go in and pretty much dominate. Um, yep. I like to call these games that, you know, they have the potential to get you back on track. If we go there and we take care of business, we allow 13 points to Carolina. The defense forces some turnovers. We get a couple sacks. It builds momentum. It builds character. And this is a game that can literally turn your season around with you still being, you know, up for the division. Yeah. Uh, I, I really hope we play four good quarters. Yeah. I really hope we play four good quarters. That's what we need. I don't care about the final score. I don't care about how many stats and all this and that. I want to see four solid quarters from a veteran ball club that's playing against a young ball club, a rookie quarterback that's been struggling all season long. That's what I would like to see from the New Orleans Saints. Um, I would say that we beat Carolina. I would probably go... He's going to make some plays with his legs. Man, he's going to make some play with his legs. I will go 13 to 23. 13-23. Um, like you said, this is, a, this, this is exactly what that is. This is one of those games that can turn the tide uh, in a good way for us. Um, to me, it feels similar to uh, the Patriots earlier this season where we needed a game where mm-hmm. we were expected to do this and we did it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it ends up being, what was it against the Patriots? I think 36 to nothing. 30, I don't think it ends up being that. Three. Yeah, something like crazy like three. that. Yeah, I, I, I do. <clears throat> once again, I'm up there. I think, man, I think this could, should be a 2018 game. Um, I think that we're able, I think this is an Alvin Kamara game. I think he easily gets a uh, hundred all purpose yards in this game. Um, I think you finally, uh, I think this is a game where they'll be able to really, I, they did it a bit last week too, but mix in Jamal Williams more. 
Um, is I think this is a game for that too, especially if you still gonna be down two of your top three receivers. Um, I think this is a, a game that's a lot about control. That's the same thing with the Patriots game. They they didn't do much. We were able to control the football a good bit. We were able to force some turnovers, get some good field position, punch it in. Um, so yeah, I'm with you on this one. I think this is a game where they can really prove to themselves that look, we can we, we still got something in the tank. Like we 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 can still do something going forward, especially when you look at the schedule going forward and you see that it's all winnable games. Uh it is is bad, it's bad. It's teams that somehow worse than us when you look at Carolina and you look at the Giants. Uh then you got two division games with Atlanta and Tampa Bay. And you got the Rams in between that who who plays hard and is really playing better than anybody expected them to play this season. But again, that's 100% a winnable game. So you got to start that right here, right now. So yeah, I'm with you. I think that this game is one that's controlled by New Orleans for the for the most part. And like you say, hopefully for all four quarters. If not a half, um, it's not three quarters. Hopefully it's all four quarters and we can come out of there with a, with a good... Um, like you say, it's not even about the the final score. It's just come out of there with some good morale. Honestly, well, I mean uh, the victory, of course. Like we still got to win the game, but <laughs> but yeah, come out of well, there with, with think, some good morale. I, I don't think it's gonna be any good morale if we lose the game. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. All right. So the other three games we're gonna pick against the spread. We got the Buccaneers playing the Falcons. So all four, all four teams are playing division games this this week. Uh, Buccaneers against the Falcons. The Falcons are at home. Uh, the Falcons are favored by two and a half. I want to look and see. The Buccaneers are at home. No, uh, Atlanta. Atlanta's at home. Atlanta's at home. You want me to go first on this? Yeah, you go first. You go first. Uh, I would probably take Tampa Bay for the upset here. Uh, not by much, but, you know, they're built to stop the run. Um, they're going to make it hard for Desmond Ritter. Uh, I think they're going to play a lot of bump and run coverage uh, with their receivers to be aggressive with it. Yeah. And I think the, on- the only option he's going to have a lot of times is going to be Drake London. Hopefully, Carlton Davis give you one of his best games. Um, but, yeah, I- I- I'm riding with Blake. I'm sorry, with um, Baker Mayfield here, make a couple plays with his legs. Uh, don't turn the ball over. Tampa Bay should be able to win this one. And uh, the first thing that popped in my mind when I even looked at this matchup was, didn't A.J. Terrell get hurt last Sunday? He ended up getting concussed. So he's in concussion protocol right now. If he doesn't play, to me, it's Tampa Bay. <laughs> like, no matter what, Mike Evans is, is well, still on the tear to, to where, yeah. They don't have a solid game. <clears throat> Um, so him and Jeff Okuda, uh, Jeff Okuda dealing with an injury as well. Um, those are huge. Um, but I'm with you, man. Tampa Bay defensively, once again, that that's just one of those teams where if nothing else, you can expect them to play solid defense. Um, Baker has looked decent this year. He looked as good as I thought he would this year. Um, he hasn't cost them much. He's been able to to make some plays with his legs, but more importantly, he's been able to connect with his receivers, uh, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Um, what's the other guy they've been using a lot lately? Um, I don't think he's a Palmer. rookie, but he's a younger guy, Palmer. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay can't run the football. That's that's one thing about Tampa Bay. They cannot run the football. But once again, Mike Evans is on a tear, like he like he gets to every year. Um, and especially if they down one or two cornerbacks in that situation as well, yeah, it's going to be hard to keep up with with both Mike Evans and Chris Godwin in this mm-hmm. game. So I'll take Tampa. I'll take them in a close one, too. I'll, I'll say they win by three. <clears throat> yeah, I'm taking them 20-21. Yep. Uh, next game we're going to look at is Bills Chiefs. We got Bills Chiefs. Chiefs are at home, favored by uh, one and a half points. What you got? Chiefs are at home, favored by a point and a half. Point and a half. Yeah. Damn, this is a good one. Yeah, and to me, this is a huge game for both of them. Both of these teams are, uh, both of these teams are on skids in a different way. You know, Buffalo has lost what 
three straight, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've fallen out of the out of the playoff picture to this point, and nobody expected that of them. Uh, once you say, well, we got five weeks left, so this uh, <laughs> they have to turn it around now or never. And Kansas City, for once, we're looking at them like, oh, wait a minute, maybe maybe Patrick Mahomes can't do it every year with just anybody out there, uh, you know, trying to catch the ball from him. Um, so, yeah, I think this is a huge game for both teams going into this one. And K- you said KC is home, correct? Yeah, they're home. Yep. They're home. Yeah, I would probably have to ride KC. This is a close one, though. Um Man, this is real close because both of these teams yeah. almost marry each other. So uh, it comes down to like who you trust more to me a little bit more than anything. And um, if you tell me Patrick Mahomes is better than Josh Allen, cool. If yeah. you tell me you believe in Travis Kelsey more than Stephon Diggs, cool, whatever the case is. Uh, Kansas City defense has definitely won me over, although they didn't play uh, as expected against Green Bay. Green Bay, yeah. Um, but I just couldn't see Patrick Mahomes going out there having two subpar performances back to back, and he he tends to play his best football when the skates are higher. Yeah, uh, br- bringing in Josh Allen to Arrowhead, um, I'm more than sure Andy Reid is is constantly trying to improve that offense. Um, and at this point, I just trust Patrick Mahomes to turn the ball over less than I think Josh Allen will. Um, so I'll have to take KC in a close one. I don't think it's going to be um, a shootout. I definitely don't yeah. have it being a shootout. I uh, have it being a somewhat respectful game. I could definitely see Josh Allen putting up. Couple touchdowns to this game. I go 23-27 Like you said, these teams mirror mirror each other a lot. Uh Kansas City, this is probably the first year since man, first year in a long time that their defense has been better than their offense. Um Ooh, you know what? I think they they're gonna probably score a little bit more than that. They're gonna probably score a little bit more than that. Yeah. It, it's cool. Yeah. I'm a, um, but yeah, I I'm gonna roll with Buffalo. And okay. it's because once for one, these teams are close. Like it's not like there's a big gap in between these teams in general. But for two, I like the fact that Buffalo's coming off of a bye week. And um mm-hmm. once again, I just feel like Buffalo need well, it's not about how I feel. Buffalo needs this game more. Um, and coming off a of bye week and being able to wrap your head around there and have that extra week to game plan for Kansas City and Patrick Mahomes, I think that's going to benefit them in this one. Um, I'll go Buffalo. Like you said, I, th- I think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game as well. I'll go Buffalo 35, Kansas City 31. I think it's going to be up there. I'm going twenty. Let me change that. I'm going twenty-seven thirty. Twenty-seven okay. thirty, KC. Um, and then the last one is Sunday night. Uh, I want to say this is yeah, this Sunday night football. Eagles Cowboys. Cowboys are home. Cowboys are favored by three and a half. It's now or never for the Cowboys, bro. <laughs> it's now or never for them. And you got to remember that last game, Dak played uh, <clears throat> Dak played out of his mind. Um, there were two plays, the one that step out of bounds of the two-point conversion. I can't remember the play. What was the play before that? Um, there was another the t- play the during that end. game that really killed them. The tight end. The tight end. Not crossing the goal line when he caught the ball right on the one. Okay. He, okay. Yeah. The ball didn't, yeah, so. didn't cross the plane. It wasn't a touchdown on fourth down. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The good thing is Dak is starting to get more people involved in CeeDee Lamb. CeeDee Lamb is just on the tear, bro. Like, yeah. don't even pencil that dude in for a buck 25 and a touchdown and let's move yeah. on. Like, he, he's made it there. Um, but can it? But can everybody else get involved? Can he continue to use uh, Brandon Cooks? Can Brandon Cooks has come on, yeah. Come out of the back yep. Can he continue to do that? Um, I think his O-line will fare decent against Philly. Um, it just comes down to which Dak Prescott are you going to get? Are you going to get the MVP considerate Dak Prescott or are you going to get the Dak Prescott who only show up and beat teams that's below 500? Um, it's going to be a good game. Um, 
man, Philly gonna be pissed off too, man. After that loss, yeah. I would probably have to. I would probably have to roll with Philly. My gut is telling me Cowboys, but I just feel like Philly O line is gonna be the difference. I think um, they'll be able to run the ball more effectively. Uh, so I'm gonna go Philly here, man. I'm gonna take Philly. Dallas won't be able to stop them on third and four down. Yeah, I'm gonna take Philly thirty to twenty-three. Okay. Um, my big thing about Dallas usually is if Dak gonna turn the ball over, then they should be good, be in good shape. And that's kind of changed this season for me. Um <clears throat> they bet on oh man, his name is escaping me right now. What's the running back name? Um Elliot, I mean um Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard. They bet they bet on Tony Pollard being able to come off the injury that he had during uh at the end of last season and still be able that was to crazy. to yeah expect him to be able to be what he was plus more now that Zeke was gone and he hasn't been able to he's been completely absent for uh, a lot of this season um and I think he's the key to how far Dallas can go if they can't run the football. Um, and he's their lead back. He's the guy that they're trusting to, to to get things done. If they can't run the football, I don't see them being able to to get too far uh, in this season. I'm going to take Philly. Um, for one, they pissed off. <laughs> like you say, they yeah. they they they're pissed off uh, coming out of coming out of last week. And Dallas isn't. Um, they aren't the you know they aren't the quiet team. They they're going to talk a lot of shit between now and and Sunday. They're you know they're they're going to be boastful and things of that nature. Um, and, you know, but Philly Philly got something to prove coming into this game. Um, once again, I bank a lot on Tony Pollard when it comes to the success of Dallas. Philly, the one thing that they can do on defense is stop the run. So Dak going to have to yeah. step back. He going to have to get CD involved. He going to have to keep Gall- get Gallup involved. That dude's still been missing. Uh, keep up a good connection with Cooks and Jake Ferguson. Uh, man, Philly got reinforcements coming. Dallas Goddard, I see he he's probably gonna be playing on Sunday. Uh, like you say, they they're not gonna be able to stop them on third and fourth down, especially in that third and fourth short. Uh, yeah. If they so, I I gotta roll with Philly. I think this will be another good one. Uh, I think it'll probably mirror the one that we saw earlier this you know earlier this season. But I think Philly pulls it off, probably 31-27. Damn, we saw. Yeah, they don't get no yeah. closer than seeing that game. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's funny, man. I had to laugh because we do so much talking off camera. Yeah, I remember the off season? I'm like, bro, Zeke still ain't signed. He still ain't signed. And you yeah, and he going back going to back. Dallas. <laughs> yeah, stop. Delvin Cook out there, bro. Dallas better Reds. <laughs> Zeke gonna be back in Dallas. <laughs> And they wish they had him now. Uh, he going to start Sunday. Reminder Stevenson is out, yeah, you know, in New England. So he's going to be starting on right. Sunday. He had a good game. He had a decent yeah. game last week when he took over for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one thing. We we saw all these running backs that were like, Dallas has to be, they got to be yeah. going for somebody else. Yeah. And it, it's just Pollard and he's struggling. He He's struggling yeah. right now. Yeah. So. Yeah. That that could be the thing that really kills them in this season is man, we just could never get a run game going, and that was the difference. But everybody wanted to see Pollard as every down back. Yeah, you know. But they, once they again, and, and it made all the sense in the world to me, except for when the injury came into play. Now you telling me like he coming off a major injury going into this season, you got to give him something at least for the beginning of the season. Like yeah. uh, the Jets tried to do with Dalvin Cook. Look, Brees Hall coming off this major injury. We're going to try to, you know, work him back into it. But that just didn't happen. Yeah, I think Delvin Cook was the perfect running back for Dallas. I could not believe that he didn't sign with yeah. the Cowboys. That, to me, that was a match made in heaven for Delvin. And I don't even think they had reached out to him. That was the crazy part. Like, yeah. man, come on. Yeah, nope. But yeah, so uh, that's what we got to look forward mm-hmm. to this week. Uh, hopefully, the Saints can get somewhat back on track. 
Um, and we not sitting here talking about who we fire, who needs to be fired, and who needs to be cut <laughs> next week. Even though, even in a win, that's pos- that's a possible conversation to be had. Exactly. <laughs> but it's gonna be on fire. It's gonna be on fire if they lose this one. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. So hopefully we ain't got to deal with that this week. Hopefully we can take care of business. Another home game. Hopefully we have a better showing because uh, Detroit fans flooded the Superdome uh, this past week. Uh, I know in their history they don't have too many, you know, opportunities to to be proud like that. So it makes sense, but uh, we can't have you know Panthers fans all over the Superdome like that this week. So hopefully we can get in there, take care of business, and have a happier conversation when we sit back down next week. Well, I'll be back to looking forward to who that football after this conversation. I had to get <laughs> had to get some of that animosity off of my chest. Had to uh, get that L up off me, man. So. Yeah, man. So let's tune in. Uh, let's get together, man. Hopefully we knock knock off the Panthers, take care of business, and we're right back in this conversation to win the division. Until next week, we appreciate y'all tuning in. Catch us. Holla at us. I'm in the league. You boys not in my league. If you listen close, I'm coaching. Say key. Cause the boy hella dope without pushing a Blanco. Still stabbing bitches like 94 in the Bronco. If it's about the money, I'm leaving them hoes pronto. If I don't do nothing, I'm about Blanco. Every time I do it, do it the coldest.